What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, you're listening to the No Fucks Given podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Knight, author of the No Fucks Given Guides, a series of self-help books for people like me who hate being told what to do. Just like the books, the podcast is fun, sweary, and full of tips and techniques for giving fewer, better fucks and living your best life. Let's get to it. Welcome to episode six. Thank you for listening, and I want to tell you what to expect. We are going to continue our series on getting your shit together, which I started last week. Today, we're going to talk specifically about prioritizing and procrastinating. I'm going to teach you how to turn your to-do list into a must-do list, which is one of the greatest tools I have in my arsenal. And I'm going to talk about making time for leisure activities and why I think the debate over what is truly self-care and what isn't is kind of bullshit. And listen to the end for your NFG tip of the week. As always, you can visit nofucksgivenguides.com, that's plural, nofucksgivenguides.com, for more info on my books, my journals, the show notes for the podcast, downloads for things that I mention on any given episode, and while you're there, you can send me a question for my You Asked For It audio advice column. There's a form right on my site, or you can email me at podcast at nofucksgivenguides.com. Last but not least, if you subscribe to the podcast already, thank you so much. If not, all you have to do is click the little subscribe button in your player and you'll get next week's episode as soon as it lands. New shows every Tuesday. Okay, I'm going to kick off episode six with a personal story that may not immediately seem relevant to you, but trust me, by the end of the episode, you'll know exactly why I'm telling it. I have talked on this podcast before about my former life and career as a book editor in New York City. I did that for 15 years, and I left that job and that world behind in 2015 to go freelance, became an author, weirdly became a self-help anti-guru, and also moved from Brooklyn, New York to the Dominican Republic where I live today with my husband and a bunch of lizards and a couple of uh, trash cats that I started feeding and who never left. But this story takes place in Midtown Manhattan in one of my publishing jobs in a high-rise office building uh, where I sat one day typing away at my desktop computer with my feet in a litter box full of sand below my desk. Now, I don't know how I thought I was going to be able to hide that from people, but of course, the first day that I had my litter box full of sand all set up, my assistant came into my office and she noticed it and she really couldn't help herself from asking what the fuck was going on. And I explained to her, as I will explain to you, that I had been recently having really big problems with anxiety and panic. I had already had my first and second and third panic attacks by that point. And I had finally gone to a doctor, to specifically to an anxiety therapist, just to try to figure out what was going on and what I could do about it. And one of the recommendations that this doctor gave me was to think about five things that make me feel good or that calm me down. And it really could be anything. I mean, honestly, mine are going to be totally different from yours. Uh, and they were in no particular order 
um, smelling scented candles, uh, taking hot bubble baths, uh, getting my nails done, just the act of being able to kind of surrender for an hour while somebody paints my nails. Um, And one of them was having my feet in the sand. And of course, at that time in my life, I still lived in Brooklyn and still worked in midtown Manhattan, and there weren't a lot of beaches to go around. If I was lucky, I got some kind of beach vacation once or maybe twice a year if I pushed myself really hard to take one. Uh, So I figured out a solution which involved buying a cat litter box and filling it with uh, sand and installing it under my desk in my office so that I could surreptitiously, or I thought surreptitiously, take off my shoes and just um, submerge my feet in the sand while I was working to try to trick my body into calming the fuck down uh, when I was, you know, otherwise unable to tear myself away from work or the other stressors that were creating this rising panic in me. So as I said, the significance of this story will become a little bit more clear by the end of the episode, but mostly I wanted to tell you up front that you'll get no judgments from me about how to best improve your mental health, uh, rearrange or reorganize your life to get the most and, and the best that you can out of it. But also, I want to leave you in episode six with some, you know, skills for prioritizing those things, the things that make you feel good, and also the things that you have to get off your plate because you just have to do them so that you can do more of the things you enjoy, uh, so that you'll be less stressed about everything, so that you'll be more efficient. So episode six, uh, how to make a must-do list, which is a simple way to organize your day and your entire life begins with prioritizing. If you have listened to the No Fucks Given podcast, you will have already heard me bang the drum about prioritizing by urgency. That's because it is one of the most essential tools to getting your shit together and organizing your life and making your life easier. And when I say prioritizing by urgency, I mean identifying what literally must be done today and separating it from the things that you'd rather do or the thing that you were most recently asked to do or the thing that was asked of you by the person you like the best. Um, It's really hard to quantify and qualify these kinds of things day in and day out, every 10 minutes or every half hour. Um, when so many things are flying at you and being added to your to-do list at any given time. So if you can just look at them really logically and rationally and carve out the ones that must be done today, that's prioritizing by urgency. And although I am trying to make it sound easy because I truly believe it is, I do understand that the concept of prioritizing doesn't come naturally to everybody. And as I talked about in last week's Get Your Shit Together episode, um, it kind of depends on which chipmunk you are. And if you haven't heard that episode, uh, you can go to my website and download the Which Chipmunk Are You quiz. Um, But I'll also just give you a little recap here, which is that Alvin, Simon, and Theodore are basically three personality types, uh, and it has to do in my parlance, my books, and my No Fucks Given Guides world with, you know, the skills that you have, the ones that you lack, and the ways in which your shit may be lacking togetherness, and the ways in which you personally need to and are capable of fixing it. 
So, for example, you've got Theodores on one end of the spectrum. They have no idea where to begin. You know, their to-do list is so long, they they honestly can't even face it. They just want to hide under their desks, uh, you know, down there with, with a litter box full of sand. Alvins are better at the day-to-day stuff. They're okay when they're not too overwhelmed, but they're also not great at seeing the big picture. So Alvins might be the type who prioritize by what they want to do, not by what they really have to do. And then you have Simons, who are these type A overachievers. And unlike Theodore's, you know, they see how much is on their to-do list and it doesn't actually scare them, but they also don't have this ability to stop and, and not add more fuel to the fire. So, you know, Alvin kind of just lets shit slide and uses that as an excuse. But Simon can neither hide under the desk nor is he capable of letting shit slide. He just adds uh, more and more onto his plate until, you know, something's got to give. And that is obviously something that I am very familiar with in my life. But prioritizing by urgency can help all three chipmunks. You know, think about it this way. If you look at your to-do list, whether there are five or 10 or 25 things on that list, and you ask yourself which one of these or three or five of them is the most urgent, which one actually has to get done today, that tells Theodore where to start. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to think about all five, 10 or 25 of those things at once. You just have to think about the ones that really need to get done today. So it's a way of narrowing your focus. And if you're a Theodore, it tells you where to begin. Prioritizing by urgency also relieves the Alvins among us from having to think big. You know, maybe their strong suit is not thinking 10 moves down the chessboard. So when they're faced with something on their to-do list, like I said, they just do the thing that just came up or they do the thing that they want to do or they do the thing that's easiest. But if they actually are faced with the prospect of doing the thing that is most urgent, then they're forced, again, to focus and to get the, the correct thing done that's really going to advance their goal of finishing what they have to do so they can fuck off and do whatever they want to do. And for Simons, it helps them knock things off the to-do list Uh, When their inner overachiever is saying, I can handle it, I can handle it. You know, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you can't always handle it, Simon. And if you don't have that ability to stop yourself from taking on more and more, If you're able to look at your to-do list and say, okay, what's actually the most urgent thing, what has to be done today, then that can give the Simon-minded among us a reason not to take on a thing that doesn't need to be done today or to push that thing off until tomorrow. Uh, So let me just explain the really easy way to turn your to-do list into a must-do list and how that enables so many of us out there to engage in what I call responsible procrastination. Okay, are you ready? This is how you turn your to-do list into a must-do list. First, step one, you make your to-do list. Step two, you identify the items that have to be done today. You prioritize by urgency. Step three, You move those things that have to be done today to a new list, and that's your must-do list. Step four, 
you do that stuff and you save the rest for tomorrow. Step five, you repeat steps one through four. That's how you turn your to-do list into a must-do list. I call this the must-do method. Uh, You can download the instructions on my website. It's on the Get Your Shit Together book page or on the downloads page under methods. And it's just really easy. And honestly, if you keep doing it, it'll become second nature. And you're not going to have to go look at my website to remind you how to turn your to-do list into a must-do list. And what it does is it just helps you narrow things down so that instead of having an overwhelming, unmanageable number of things on your list on any given day, you have a much more manageable list, a much shorter list, I'm sure, I promise, I cannot imagine that this would not be the case, of things that really, truly have to get done today. And as I said, it's going to help all of the Theodores and Alvins and Simons out there because it addresses a weakness that they all have, which is not realizing that prioritizing by urgency is the key to everything. And not only is it the key to everything and the key to efficiency and the key to getting done what you really need to get done so that you can move on to what you want to get done or to just do fucking nothing at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, whatever, whenever you finish your urgent must-do list, Uh, It's the key to all of that, but it also enables you to engage in responsible procrastination. And the thing is, we all love to procrastinate. I know you love to procrastinate. And if you're anything like me, the best way to get you to resist a lifestyle change, even if it's for your own good, is to tell you that you can't have any of your old ways ever again. And by the way, I should clarify that when I say you love to procrastinate, what I really mean is that you procrastinate and you wish that it was okay to do that. And you do it anyway, even when it turns out that it's actually turning your life upside down. So I guess what I should say here is that you love the idea that it would be okay to procrastinate and it wouldn't totally fuck up your day or your life. And on that note, I think that part of why the No Fucks Given Guides seem to have struck a chord uh, with people is that I'm all about whatever works for you. Uh, If you've listened to the podcast since the beginning, you'll recall that the very first NFG tip of the week was whatever works, bitches. So if procrastinating does it for you, if it makes you feel good, then we can work with that and I can help you procrastinate and feel good about it because it actually isn't messing up your life, it's helping you achieve your goals. And, you know, there you have it. Turning your to-do list into a must-do list is a life hack that just makes things easier and better for you. For Theodores, it cuts down on the time you spend agonizing over where to begin. So, you know, you have more time to actually do your shit. And for Alvin's, it helps you focus, but it still allows you to slack You can take the things that don't really have to be done today and you can just not do them. And for Simons, like me, your must-do list, you know, shows you right there in black and white what truly has to get done today and what can wait until tomorrow, you freak, you overachiever, you. And like it says in the title of the episode, making a must-do list is not only going to help you organize your day, it's a great way to help you organize your life. You know, learning how and internalizing the importance of prioritizing by urgency is just an underlying principle that is going to make your life easier, more efficient, and more pleasurable in all kinds of ways. 
And I think that provides a really good segue into the next part of today's episode, which, as I promised, is about learning how to prioritize leisure activities. I like to say that me time is a right, not a privilege. And you might remember last week when I talked about those oh shit moments, in particular how I drove myself into a mental health hole by taking on too much for too long um, and ignoring the warning signs that eventually led to my full-blown panic attack at the office. And uh, one of the, the many ways that I might have avoided that scenario was by prioritizing what I'm going to call me time. And I just want to acknowledge that, you know, some people call anything you do for or by yourself self-care, and some people like to get real pedantic on the internet about what self-care really is and is not. And, you know, self-care is therapy, not bubble baths. I am not one of those people. As you know, I think you should do whatever works for you. And, you know, hence I am a person who bothered sourcing a cat box full of sand to put under my desk after my anxiety doctor told me to try to incorporate five things that make me feel good into my daily routine. My big problem up until that point in my life was that I hadn't realized that not only did I need to, but it was perfectly okay to want to prioritize self-care. And, you know, I talk about leisure activities. That can be stuff that you consider to be self-care. Um, it's not even necessarily solitary. You know, your me time could actually be taking a walk with your best friend or, you know, playing a game of pickup basketball or uh, setting aside the time to join a book club. You know, me time is sort of commonly understood as something that you don't have to do, like you don't have to do it for work or you don't have to do it to raise your kids or whatever. It's just something that you want to do. And maybe that is self-care and maybe it isn't. Again, I'm not a pedantic person on the internet. But the problem with me time is that we often never think that it's urgent because it's just something we want. It's not something we need. So I am here to tell you that, you know, if I don't take one goddamn night off to decompress and watch bad TV instead of getting a head start on this report, I'm going to lose my shit and probably start tomorrow off with a panic attack is measurable by urgency. Um, you know, especially if you get to know yourself the way I have in the 10 years since I started paying attention to my anxiety. You can look at the consequences of your failure to prioritize and say, wow, I could get a head start on this thing that isn't really due today, or I could indulge. In, in fact, you know what? Indulge is a bad word. Or I could take that me time that I know I desperately and urgently need to replenish my time, energy, and money coffers, that fuck budget that I'm always going on about, um, and, and, you know, just make the whole rest of the day or week or month better for me as a result. And that is how one Saturday back in, I don't know, 2008-ish, instead of yet another weekend day holed up in my apartment editing manuscripts um, and trying to get ahead of my snowballing avalanche of work, I took a few hours to go out and buy myself a litter box, took a few hours to go out shopping for some sand, had a little hiccup on the in the sand department, which I actually describe 
in one of my books. Uh, but the short story is first I got the wrong kind of sand. It was like cement. It wasn't right for sticking your feet into. So I spent yet more time sourcing different sand. I ended up at a craft store and I bought like 10 tubs of this really fine crafting sand. And that was just the ticket. But, you know, it was a process of realizing that there were certain things that were more urgent than getting my work done. And those things involved getting my my mental house in order. And so I did have to take this time that I had previously not prioritized and use it toward an end that was actually more urgent for me personally. But to be clear, you don't have to have anxiety or any other mental health issues um, to be somebody who doesn't realize that you're allowed to want and that you need and that you deserve your me time. Um, You know, you can just want it and that's enough. But what you can do to ensure that you take it is schedule it in like you would any other urgent must-do task. You can decide that it is of urgent importance that you get this me time because it brings you some benefit or it helps you avoid some, you know, disastrous consequence of not taking it. And it can belong on your must-do list as an urgent item. All of this ties into the NFG tip of the week, which I will get to shortly. But first, I just wanted to recap a little bit of what we talked about today. Um, First and foremost, we learned that I have no shame about tending to my mental health, and I don't think you should either. Uh, You know, whether you're getting your advice and tips from a potty-mouthed anti-guru via podcast or you're going to a therapist, or you're just listening to a trusted friend. There are lots of different ways to skin a cat. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, There's got to be a better analogy out there. There are lots of different ways to get from point A to point B, and you should feel free to do whatever works for you. But the reason that I'm telling you the things that I tell you on the No Fucks Given podcast and in all of my books and stuff is because it's what worked for me. And although I am not a professional and I do not have all of the answers all of the time, I am a person who hates being told what to do and who always thought she knew what was best. So I found it really valuable to take the advice of that anxiety doctor that I talked about um, and also just to take advice from my friends, just to listen to what works for people I know and think about, you know, maybe implementing that in my own life and seeing if it works for me. And speaking of things that definitely work for me, the must-do list, the crux of this episode is learning how to take your unwieldy, overwhelming to-do list and turn it into a much more tight and focused and manageable must-do list. And not only does that help you be more efficient and be able to focus your time and energy on the things that you really do need to get done, It helps you be able to procrastinate responsibly by pushing the things that don't need to get done today off until tomorrow. So it's a win-win. Prioritize by urgency. It takes all the guessing out of it. It helps you focus and it helps you live your life in a more efficient and ultimately more pleasant way. Finally, we learned that me time is just as important as anything else and that brings me to the NFG tip of the week, 
which is you have to lobby for your hobby. You can call it me time, you can call it a leisure activity, you can call it a hobby. Whatever it is, these are the kinds of things that we tend to put off because we don't think that they're as important or necessary as the things that we quote unquote have to do, like work, parenting, earning money, uh, you know, paying bills, all of those things that we kind of know the consequences of not doing will throw our life off course, whereas we might think, that the consequences of not spending an hour reading a good book are negligible. But ultimately, that really does pile up. And for many of us, we can't have a purely um, you know, work-related life. We need to have some pleasure and we need to find pleasure in leisure activities and in hobbies. And the same way that a lobbyist uh, advocates for their cause with a legislative body or a government, um, you need to be able to advocate for your hobby in the same way. And sometimes the simplest way to do that is to schedule it in. So it becomes a thing that not only has a place on your must-do list, but then you do it And you're reminded of how good it makes you feel, how much pleasure it gives you. And that adds to your sense of urgency for doing it again when you feel like you need to, you want to. Um, In so many of the, the cases that I state in my books and in the podcast, so many of the little nuggets of advice I give are predicated on this idea of once you do it once, it becomes a lot easier to do it again. So you have to lobby for your hobby. You have to schedule in the time. You have to put it on the must-do list by recognizing that it actually is urgent that you get to have a little fun. And once you do it, you'll realize you know, how actually good it is for you and why it deserves to be on that must-do list and on the calendar in the future. Okay, so I hope you're all out there uh, scribbling down your to-do lists, prioritizing by urgency, moving the stuff that actually has to be done today onto your must-do list, and then going forth in your lives and responsibly procrastinating, getting the shit done that you really have to get done so that you can start doing the shit you want to do. And if that shit includes uh, indulging in, oh, there's that word again, indulging, taking that time to have your me time, to do a leisure activity, to engage in one of your hobbies, um, so be it. And go ahead and do that. Put it on your must-do list. Make it happen. Uh, And next, I want to tell you what to expect from next week's episode. Uh, But first, just want to remind you that you can go to nofucksgivenguides.com. That's my website. And you can go to the Get Your Shit Together page and download the must-do method. And at nofucksgivenguides.com slash podcast, you can listen to the past episodes of the No Fucks Given podcast On my website, you can also sign up for my No Fucks Given newsletter and browse basically the whole No Fucks Given universe. So check that out. And then here is a little sneak peek of what is coming next week. I am going to start the episode with a segment I call Don't Get Me Started, which is a rant that I use to kick off. Um, And next week, it's going to be all about late people. I really don't understand why people think that they can't be helped in this matter, that they're just naturally late and there's nothing to be done about it. Uh, So I am going to give you my perspective on that. 
And if you are a late person, I promise after the initial rant, I will be gentle, uh, but I can give you a foolproof tool to ensure that you never have to be late again if you don't want to be. So tell your friends, you know which one of them need it. And uh, and if it's you that needs it, listen next week. If you haven't subscribed already and you just hit the subscribe button now, then you will definitely not miss that episode. And I think it's going to be very valuable for many of the people that are listening today. And with that, I would like to say a very sincere thank you to everybody who's been listening and supporting the No Fucks Given podcast in its infancy. If you liked what you heard today and would consider leaving me a rating or a review, that would be helpful. Um, And otherwise, until next week, I'm Sarah Knight. No fucks given. Not sorry. Sorry.